Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 23. Today, we're going to talk about midlife mindset. Okay, here is how this topic came about. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I've taken up tennis recently. So probably in the last three, maybe four years, because when you hit midlife and your kids are older and they don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're not cool and they just want to hang out with their friends, you have more time on your hands. And so this means that you are going to be looking for something to fill that time with. And most of the times, you don't know what to do. So you got to try new things. I can guarantee you though, a lot of us try to do the things that we did before we had kids and it doesn't quite float our boat like it used to because we're different people. We have had a whole lifetime of experience being a mom and raising kids. So quite often when we come out the other side of raising our kids, We don't like the same things. We are a different person and we have different interests and different um, curiosities. So having said all that, my new curiosity became tennis and I started playing it and I liked it. And then I thought, "Mm, I really like this. How can I get better? And if you want to get better at something, what do you do? you hire a coach, just like a life coach. If I want to get better at life, if I want to get better at mastering midlife, I hire a midlife life coach. So I hired a tennis coach. And has it helped me become a better tennis player? A thousand percent. Why? Because he watches what I'm doing and I can't see what I'm doing. He watches me and then he assesses me and evaluates what's going on. And then he figures out in his brain how I can do it differently. And then he tells me and shows me how to do that. I wouldn't be able to do this on my own. So if I I just played tennis, I would get better just by putting in the hours. But having him, using his brain and his tennis knowledge to teach me how to become better faster is totally and completely priceless. That's why we have coaches in all areas. Even the best athletes in the world have coaches because they can't see what's going on and they want a different set of eyes and a different brain working on their problem. So having said that, I love my tennis coach. And when I went to my last, uh, when I went to my last training session, I said, coach, I have been wanting to work on my serve because I feel like When I started playing tennis, I didn't know how to serve and I served underhand and then I just started overhand and I remember asking a friend, hey, how do you serve? And he showed me how to serve and then I just practiced that. So I have a really soft serve. It's spinny, but it's soft and I just kind of, it's like a throwaway hit. And as I get more into tennis, I was realizing this is a wasted hit because it's like a free shot. I can hit it anywhere as hard or as soft as I want it and I just am always doing the same serve. So I got all excited and decided I was going to learn how to become a better server so I could make the most out of that free shot that you get as a surf. And so I got tips from my coach. My coach told me how to, showed me, practiced it step by step, all the things I need to do. Perfect. And they said, now go out and hit a bunch of balls. So 
I made the commitment to get better. And one of the things that is critical in getting better at anything, we're just using tennis as a metaphor, but if you want to get better at anything in life, what do you want to do? You want to practice it. You want to do it over and over and over and over again. You want to be consistent. There's the two C's in order to make something change. The first one is the courage to make a change, to say, yes, I want to change something. And then the second one is consistency. You had to actually do it in order to make it happen. So one is the courage to say yes. And then the other one is the consistency to put in the time and the practice and the effort to make a change and do something different. So I decided that that's what was going to happen. And I took the notes that my coach gave me and I practiced self-discipline, meaning if I do it every day, I know that I have to get better. I won't get worse. I'll definitely get better. So I took my bucket of balls and every single day I I stopped at the tennis court and spent half an hour hitting my bucket of 50 balls from every service spot, all the four service spots. And I would do that every single day. And lo and behold, what happened? I noticed that I started to get better at it. So I kept doing it, kept doing it. And then the other day I took it back to my coach. And at the end of the lesson, I'm like, coach, listen up. I've been practicing my serve and I want you to tell me what you think. How can I get better at it? Because I feel like I need some more help. So I showed him my serve. And after I showed him my serve, he said, what's the problem here? And I said, the problem is that I'm afraid to use it during a game. I could practice my serve all day long, no problem, because it's just me practicing and nothing is on the line. But during a game, I'm afraid to use it because I think that I might double fault. I think that I might lose a point and I might disappoint my partner, let my partner down. So I have all these thoughts going through my brain that are causing me to not use my serve in a game that I've been practicing every single day for the past, I don't know, month now. And he looked at me and said, Heather, you just got 10 out of 10 in. Like your serve is fine. There's nothing wrong with your serve. You just have to be brave. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, it like struck a chord. Be brave. I do have to be brave. I have to be brave and go out there and be prepared for it not to work the first 20, 30 times. I don't know how many times it won't work, but I have to be prepared for that and allow for that and make that okay. It's okay if I double fault. Maybe all day I'll double fault and that's okay. And then next time it'll be less and next time it'll be less. And then before you know it, I won't be double faulting at all. And when I practice, I never double fault. So it's just a thought in my brain. But as soon as he said, be brave, just go out there and do it. Just be brave. Give it a try because that's how you learn. And what triggered, what snapped in my brain, what pieces went together in my brain when he said this was the fixed and the growth mindset. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's two different mindsets. The fixed one is the one where we think we can't get better at something. This is, if I can't do something, it's not for me. I just don't know how to do it. That's the fixed mindset. And the growth mindset is if I can't do something, I could learn how to do it. And then I could practice doing it better, even if I'll suck at it for a while, but I will get better. That's the growth mindset. And when you look at all the research over fixed and growth mindset is kids that grow up with 
parents of a growth mindset, then the kids are more prone to try many, many things. But when you have kids of a parent of a fixed mindset, the kid will try something and if they fail, they'll stop trying because that's what they've been taught. So if they're not good at it right away, then their thought is, oh, I'm just not good at it. This is not for me. I can't get better. I'm going to quit. I'm not going to do this because I'm not good at it. And this is what was happening with my serve. Can I be brave enough to fail at it for a while until I totally crush it? I asked myself this question and the answer is yes. Yes, I can. And the reason my coach said be brave is because there's a lot goes on in our brain when we're not succeeding, when I'm hitting the ball into the net, when I'm double faulting. It's all the thoughts in my brain. So can I do it and fail in order to get better? And that's what got me all excited. I didn't realize that I had a fixed mindset around the serving, around the trying a serve in a game. And as soon as that clicked for me, I thought, oh my gosh, yes, just go out there and do it all the time. And the interesting thing is, as soon as we're noticing this in our brain, we're putting pressure on ourselves. Oh, I'm going to serve a new serve. So I'm standing at the line. I bounce the ball. I toss it up. And what is my brain doing? My brain is like, do I know how to do this? I can't do this during a game. And it starts talking. And when that happens, your whole body tightens up and then it throws you off your game. But if you, if you notice that that's what's happening in your brain, you can change it. And you can tell yourself instead, because that's all happening subconsciously. You don't realize that that's what's going on in your brain, those thoughts. But when you're aware of it, you can consciously change those thoughts to help you think up in a more growth mindset way or help you think thoughts that will encourage your body to do what it knows how to do. If you practice a serve all the time, nothing changes. The lines are still in the same spot. You're still standing in the same spot. Nothing has moved. The only thing that's changing is your thoughts about it. So if I was practicing my serve in the tennis court by myself, I'm having a certain thought. And if I'm practicing that same serve on a court against another team, I'm having a different thought. And that's what's causing the pressure. Not the situation, my thoughts about it. So when I can be aware of that and just stick to my fundamentals, I have a three-step process that I've put together for myself when I'm serving that I want to focus on. And I know if my serve doesn't go in, it's one of those three things and it's just that simple. So all I have to do is adjust it or focus on which one I didn't do, focus on it the next time to get the ball in. But I hope that you can see what I'm saying with this metaphor is because it doesn't matter. You could insert anything for the tennis metaphor. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're trying to make a change, first of all, can, does our brain have the capacity to think that it can change? Is it a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And then do we have the courage to do it? The courage. And do we have the consistency to show up every day and do a little bit? Do, can we show up every day and suck a little bit, be bad at it? until we get better at it, but do it every single day, even when we're not good at it, even for just a little bit. The self-discipline. Most people know what to do to make a change, but it's the self-discipline that makes all the difference. Most of the people that I coach, if I'm coaching on nutrition or weight loss, they know what to do to lose the weight, but it's the self-discipline to do it that is lacking. And so if we focus on that, and get the self-discipline 
all dialed in, then it's a lot easier to make those changes to self-discipline. And then we have our belief. What are, what are we thinking and what are we believing? So when you're wanting to make that change, you got to be prepared to be bad at it, to suck at it for a little while until you get really good at it, until you get better at it. And if you have, and if you can be brave, be brave in the fact that you're going to be bad at it for a while and that's okay. You're still going to be okay. You're going to survive and you're going to win and you're going to come out the other side even better. You're going to master whatever skill it is that you are wanting to master. And that was the big lesson for me. And I didn't even realize that I had a fixed mindset around that. And as soon as I open up my brain to a growth mindset, then anything is possible. Anything is possible. My kids and I would always have this conversation about, do you think that you could be you a rock star at anything that you put your mind and attention to? And the answer is yes, you can. If you put the time and attention on it, if you put in the effort, if you put in the practice, you can be amazing at anything you put that energy towards. And so if something isn't working, you're trying to make a change and it's not working, that's okay. It just takes a little bit more time, a little bit more practice, a little bit more effort, and you will get there. It's impossible to not improve on something if you're consistently showing up every single day to make a change. And then sometimes we want to look at, like if I'm learning three things right now, I'm learning tennis and Spanish and handstands. So when I look at those three things, And I can see how I'm progressing. I'm getting better at tennis. Why? Because I'm putting in the time. I'm showing up every day. It's the consistency. I got the consistency going on, the self-discipline. So I'm getting better. And then my Spanish, I'm getting a little bit better. Why? Because I'm showing up sometimes. I'm showing up a little bit. So I'm getting a little bit better. And my handstands, I'm not getting better at all. Why? Because I'm not doing it. And then I want to get curious. What would it take for me to be able to get better at it? What would it take for me to be able to commit to that minimum amount of time every single day? Maybe maybe 10 minutes is too much. Maybe 20 minutes is too much. Maybe just five minutes. What would it take for me to be able to show up for five minutes a day and work on some form of my handstands? Because the only reason why I'm not improving is because I'm not being consistent and I'm not enjoying it as much as tennis. Like I love going to tennis. Tennis is not a problem. And then when it comes to Spanish, if I don't want to do the Spanish, what do I love about learning? What's my favorite part of learning? Sometimes it could just be watching a Spanish television television show for five minutes because that's fun. So I could do that. So how can I apply those to my handstands to make it doable for me that I could show up and be consistent? every single day? How can I improve my self-discipline around my handstands so that I can get better? So I want you to apply this to your life. When you are checking in on how you're doing in midlife, okay, I got extra time. I want to do something really great with that time. What is it? First of all, you want to figure out what it is and then how can I get better at it? What's the consistency? How can I help myself with better self-discipline? Because you can achieve anything. You can do anything. You can create anything in your life if you have self-discipline around it. 
because we know how to do it. Most of the times we know how it's just the self-discipline, the showing up for ourselves on a consistent basis, day in and day out, even when we don't want to, even when it's hard, even when we're tired, even when we don't want to do it, even when nobody's watching, all of those, how do we show up even when those things are going on? And that's what makes the difference between trying and stopping and being successful because you're consistent, because you're still showing up, because you're still doing it. And that's the exciting part about midlife, ladies, is that we can reinvent ourselves. We can put all that energy that we put into our kids, now we can put it into ourselves. It's just finding what we love. And sometimes, sometimes, I say this all the time, we need to discover what we don't want to do in order to discover what we do want to do. So if we try something, we don't like it. That's not a fail. That's like, oh, great. Now I know I don't like this. Now I'm going to go try this over here. So that's how we can see that as a win, how it is working for us, how it helped us. So I want you to ask yourself, what in your life are you trying to create in midlife? What are you trying to create for yourself? What are you afraid to do? What is it that you want to try that's new? What do you want to learn? What new skill? What new people do you want to meet? Like, where do you have to go to meet these people? Who do you want to become in midlife? Ask yourself all of these really great questions. Because remember, the quality of life we live is decided by the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. So the better the questions, the better the quality of life. Let's get curious. I like to live my world through curiosity. I ask myself really curious questions and I do this with my clients too. The more curious I am, the deeper I go, the better answers that I get, the more profound the answers are. And so I want to invite you to do this too, because now that you have this time, let's, let's think big. Let's get these big, scary dreams in motion because it's always the first step. Remember, you don't have to do one huge big thing to make this a reality. It's all the little things that you do every single day that add up to equal that goal, that add up to equal that dream, that add up to equal that big thing that you've been wanting to achieve. So just get curious with it. Have fun with it. Create a growth mindset. Know that you can do anything if you chip away at it a little bit at a time a little bit at a time. And I want to leave you with this thought that my coach left with me because it just really, oh my God, it got me so fired up, just like so excited when he said this. Go out there and be brave. Thank you for listening. Always, always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.